the Rangers do what they're supposed to do and take care of business against the Oakland A's with a winning series and two dominant individual performances, one by Jacob DeGrom, one by Adoles Garcia. We're breaking down all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. The best way you can help grow the show is to subscribe on YouTube and to comment nearly anything below. Now, before we get into Jacob DeGrom's absolute dominance, how great he's been to start the season, and Adolis Garcia putting on a freaking show on Saturday. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in all caps in the game. Now, Jacob DeGrom took the hill, was not injured anymore. That wrist injury that took him out of the Kansas City Royals game when he had a no-hitter going through four innings, it did not bother him at all in this game against the A's. He went six innings, allowed just one earned run, 11 strikeouts, no walks, and just three hits. One of those hits did leave the yard. Shout out to Keller graduate and um, Baylor alum Shea Langoliers for an absolute bomb off of Jacob DeGrom, one that he will surely remember for the rest of his life. Jacob DeGrom was on another level in this one, even though it kind of felt ho-hum at times. It's almost getting to that point watching Jacob DeGrom. It's, it's been five starts now to think, oh, yeah, this is this is just what he does. I mean, he just will have these innings where he'll throw every pitch exactly where he's meaning to. The ones that miss, miss by just a little bit, and you just really have to tip your cap to the batters for, for taking a pitch that is so close. But when they're swinging, they are missing. They are not getting to Jacob DeGrom at all. And this is the best pitcher in freaking baseball. He is on the Texas Rangers for at least this season, another four seasons, maybe even one more after that. And you have just got to sit back and enjoy the pure dominance of Jacob DeGrom. There were so many questions about him and his health heading into this season. He had missed significant time the last two years, but so far, he's been healthy. He did have the injury scare uh, after the last start. He still ended up going four hitless innings and allowing just one walk and, and five strikeouts in those four innings of work, then made his, his next start without any trouble. And granted, he only threw 80 pitches in this one, and I think there's a reason for that. But he still looked absolutely dominant against an Oakland lineup that had beaten the Rangers just a couple of days before with the Rangers needing to win this series. You cannot afford to lose a series against these Oakland A's at home. They sent their ace to the mound, spotted him a three-run lead in the second inning, and just never really looked back in this one. Jacob DeGrom is right up there amongst the leaders, despite um, you know only throwing 80 pitches in this one, despite getting knocked around early in his first start, and despite coming out early against Kansas City on the road, he is still first in the league in strikeouts, second in strikeouts per nine, third in whip, fourth in walks per nine, second in strikeouts to walk ratio, and first in FIP fielding independent pitching, the things that are only measuring the things that only the pitcher can can control walks 
strikeouts, home runs. Those are the things that he has been absolutely dominant at doing so far this season. He has just been everything the Rangers could have imagined and more. A 304 ERA, 26 in two-thirds innings, 43 strikeouts, just three walks, two home runs, 18 hits, an ERA plus of 145. That is only going to continue to get better. The expected numbers have him being much, much better than that. The fastball velocity, the chase rate, that just everything is just in the bright red except for barrel percentage. He is getting barreled up a little bit more. Granted, it's five starts in, and I think that will eventually change, but the guy is just absolutely electric. His expected ERA, you know, his regular ERA is just over three at 3.04. The expected ERA is 1.90, so I think that will eventually even out, um, especially maybe not in his next start that's going to be against the Yankees. By the way, I think that's why he only threw 80 pitches in this one because this is the first week of the season where the Rangers don't have an off day. They're going to travel to Cincinnati for three games and head back for a four-game series at home against the New York Yankees. So with everything going fine, the Rangers having that lead when he was done after six they thought all right 80 pitches no need to stretch it he is still coming back off of that injury we don't want to risk it it's it's the a's this bullpen can close it out and they did and i think that was the right move it's another move of the rangers being cautious we saw that's how they were playing it in spring training with the oblique injury of just all right we're gonna be extra cautious just extra extra careful we don't want to spoil a season of DeGrom, especially when the Rangers are winning and doing well. They are 14-7. and seven. They are atop the AL West. The Astros went into Atlanta and swept the Braves on the road. Uh, that is a little frustrating. They are over 500, but the Rangers still have a two-and-a-half game lead in that American League West. They will be facing off against those Braves uh, later on in the month of May, so uh, maybe, maybe the Rangers can can sweep the Braves as well, but the Rangers are taking care of business against who they need to take care of business against. They got a series against Cincinnati. We'll talk about that later on in the show, but there is no need to risk pushing Jacob deGrom in a start against the A's when he has already put up those six innings with 11 strikeouts. The guy is just absolutely dominant. Trust your pen. The pen has been good. They got them the win, and the offense came in bunches like it usually does. A the team has now 10 three-run home runs. The offense is it comes in these big innings, these rallies, these with two outs, two strikes. That is when this Rangers offense is thriving this year, and that's what I think is the biggest difference between this year and last year. They are coming up big in the moments where they need to. It feels like every home run is a multi-run home run, not a whole lot of solo shots for this Rangers team, which is which is great. Adoles Garcia, it felt like every one of his home runs the last couple of years has been either two or three or a grand slam. Um, but the Rangers in general, it felt like, especially all of Joey Gallo's home runs, no fault to him, but uh, it felt like every single one of his home runs was a solo shot because this Rangers team was not getting on base. This Rangers team is getting on base at a very good clip this year. They're walking much better, and the Rangers are turning those free passes into not-so-free passes and turning them into runs these big old rallies and a good day for Robbie Grossman, who had his second home run of the season, a three run shot drove in four in this one for the Rangers. Five runs came off the bat of two hole hitter, Robbie Grossman, who also had a pair of walks, really good at bats for him all day today. Got a shout out Robbie Grossman, who had a really rough start after an amazing first game. It was a rough stretch. He is on a hitting streak now and 
he looks a little bit more like the hitter the Rangers thought they were signing when they agreed to that one-year guaranteed Major League deal for the switch-hitting outfielder who is mostly DHing at this point because that outfield defense is not exactly where we thought it would be. Coming up, we're going to look at Adoles Garcia's incredible individual performance on Saturday and a Rangers catcher who might just be among the best in baseball. But first, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I have played in a long time. I've always thought that I could be a great Major League GM, and as it turns out, it's it's really not all that easy. If you've had the same thought and fantasize about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game lets you manage every strategic aspect of your franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, manage through those difficult personalities and injuries, navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of the season. Locked On Rangers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Now, Adolis Garcia on Saturday had one of the greatest individual performances I have seen in my many, many years of watching Texas Rangers baseball. The guy put on a five-hit performance with five extra base hits, three home runs, two doubles, hit by pitch, eight runs batted in, five runs scored, and a partridge in a pear tree, all while wearing those new City Connect jerseys. I don't know if the plan was initially for the Rangers to wear these uniforms again, on Saturday, they're going to wear them Fridays from now on since they lost that Friday game in really frustrating fashion to the A's after having a lead and John Gray just not looking like himself. We'll get into that later on in the show. But uh, they, they brought them back out on Saturday and they absolutely laid the lumber on this Oakland A's squad, a 18-3 to win. And it wasn't just Adoles Garcia who was going off. It was literally everybody in this lineup. Everybody in this lineup. Marcus Simeon had a multi-hit game reach base three times with a pair of runs batted in and a pair of runs scored. He got subbed out for Ezekiel Duran, who came in and also had a multi-hit game as well in substitution of Marcus Simeon while playing second base. He also had his first home run of the season. Good for Ezekiel Duran in the eighth inning off of, I believe, a position player, Jace Peterson, um, if if I'm recalling that correctly. Still counts. He's still pitching in a major league game, and, you know, it still counts for the stats. So good to see Ezekiel Duran getting in there and being a part of it. But Adolis's massive game, his OPS before Saturday was 642 on the season. His OPS after Saturday was 877. That is a 235-point OPS boost in just a single day. I was just looking at his stats before for the season and you know, he's come up with some some big home runs he'd come up in some clutch moments and that is kind of what Adoles Garcia did but the consistency wasn't quite na- there the overall numbers didn't feel like matched what he had been doing on the season and adapt- now they kind of do you have a game like that and those numbers will will even out really really quickly I was just thinking about maybe I know the 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 numbers aren't quite there maybe they they think about switching him and and Josh Young maybe Adoles Garcia hits fifth and, and Young bats cleanup. And well, it wasn't the best series in the world for, for Young. His numbers are still fine on the season. I'm not worried about him by any means. But I think Adoles Garcia kind of showed, yeah, this is why he is what I feel is the heart and soul of this team. He is the energy. He is the the boisterousness, the excitement, 
the swagger, the confidence, the everything that brings this team life. I've talked about it before, but this this team is is a lot composed by some baseball robots. Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, uh, Jacob DeGrom. Not not to say that this is a bad thing, but they don't exactly have the most boisterous and you know flamboyant and engaging personalities. They are just there to do baseball good, and they are going to do baseball good, and that is what they're going to do. And that's fine, and that's good, and you like having good baseball players on your team. And sometimes baseball players are like that. Sometimes they're like Randy Rosarena or Adoles Garcia, and they are just out there to thrive in the big moments, to put on a show, to be loud, to yell and pat their chest and you know fist bump around bases as they hit an absolutely massive home run off of you. And that's what Adolis Garcia is, and that's why I absolutely love watching him play. It's why I loved him so much in the 2021 season when it felt like everything was terrible because everything kind of was terrible, and they traded away Joey Gallo and they traded away Kyle Gibson, the only two really good things the Rangers had going for them at that point outside of Adolis Garcia. And down the stretch, it was like, okay, well, why am I even watching this team besides the fact that I have a daily podcast and kind of have to for my job? But, you know, Adolis Garcia gives you that reason to watch. He gives you that flair for the dramatic. He has been there. Um, He is one of the longest tenured Rangers, which is so weird to say about a guy who has not been on the Rangers all that long. Um, But still, he has been, and he has been a critical part of this team. He is going to continue to be a critical part of this team, who the Rangers gotten an absolute steal I, I saw people retweeting on saturday night that that tweet by uh the cardinals from december 21st 2019 the fateful wonderful day that the cardinals just tweeted we have traded outfielder adoles garcia to the texas rangers for cash consideration so i just quote tweeted said it's a great tweet it is a great tweet for them it's a great or a great trade i should say um for the texas rangers i don't remember exactly what the cash specifications were on that deal i think it was either a quarter of a million dollars or half a million dollars Either way, what a freaking steal for the Texas Rangers. That is one of three major trades that the Rangers have done that has been an absolute thievery that has been part of their young-ish or at least controllable core. The three guys who were not signed as free agents that are the biggest hitters in this lineup. Right now it's Adolis Garcia, it's Jonah Heim, and it's Nathaniel Lowe, who is still on a little bit of a, a slow start. I thought that facing the A's might fix that but the Rangers got Jonah Heim in the Elvis Andrews trade that's an absolute steal the Rangers got Adoles Garcia for either half a million dollars or a quarter of a million dollars that's a freaking steal they got Nathaniel Lowe for a bunch of prospects who have not made it up to the big leagues maybe they'll end up being okay but he was a silver slugger last year and uh, assuming that he finds his form again, which I, I think Nathaniel Lowe will. He's still stinging the baseball, still walking at a good rate, um, and I, I think that he will figure things out. But he was one of the best hitters in baseball last year. They got all of those guys for a combined bunch of prospects that were in single A at the time for Elvis Andrews and for, let, let's just say, half a million dollars to, to be generous to the Cardinals. You get three core players that are controllable for years and years. I think each of them had five years of control at least. That's incredible. That's truly incredible. And the Rangers deserve huge, huge credit for that. And that, I think, 
I think that is what really allowed them to do this rebuild. They haven't done a great job of developing their own players internally in terms of like from the draft and from international free agent signings. Um, one guy who is doing well and maybe looking like he can kind of change that narrative is Leo Tavares. We'll get into him in just a second. But those three guys, Jonah Heim, Nathaniel Lowe, and Adoles Garcia, getting them basically off the freaking scrap heap and all of them turning out to be fantastic all-star caliber players, which is what they all are. That is absolutely ginormous for this Rangers team and one of the hugest reasons behind their turnaround of this team. Not just the big signings in free agency in Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and every single pitcher under the sun. Those three guys, I think, deserve huge credit and the Rangers GM, John Daniels, and Chris Young for making those trades and getting those guys for basically nothing. Coming up, we're going to get into more of Jonah Heim. Is he among the best catchers in baseball? Why I think he is, and a little bit of a look ahead at this series against Cincinnati. But first, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because you're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Uh, I've just recently started therapy and I've noticed it's been extremely helpful. I mean, the Rangers radio hall of famer Eric Nadell has missed the start of the season due to anxiety and depression and issues like that. And he's always been very, very open about talking about the importance of therapy and getting your mental health right. And BetterHelp is a great way to do that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime with no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. This episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you've got to try the best tasting protein bar ever. That is Built. If you're like me and you want to make some healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on the taste, I've got just the thing for you. These Built Bars and Built Puffs are healthy and amazing seriously i had one for breakfast this morning i have them a whole bunch of the time they are so freaking good well they're covered in 100 percent chocolate that's right real chocolate and it comes in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie cookies and cream cookies and cream was actually the one that i had this morning and now you don't need to wait to get yourself a box for years been talking to you about going and ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club where while you can get still get specialty flavors at built.com so head to the nearest walmart today Go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. If you're at your Sam's Club, run and grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, Brownie, Batter, Puff, or Churro Puff. You can thank me later. Go get yourself some Built Bars. Now, thank you all so much for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every day. On tomorrow, she'll be back talking about hopefully a great Nathan E. Evaldi start against the Cincinnati Reds and the Rangers keeping pace atop of the American League West. They are 14-7 and right now. Hopefully, they will be 15-7 and after the first game in Cincinnati, and maybe they'll end up 17-7 and when they come back home to face off against the Yankees for that four-game series. Now, I want to talk about briefly that rough game to start this series in those new City Connect jerseys on Friday, which I got to say looked really freaking good on the field when they were on the players. There was some a lot of discussion about those jerseys just not looking great, but with the different colored pants, and you know what? I like the look. I think... 
I think it's great. I'm glad they made some swings and misses. Um, maybe a, a slight miss on on some of the different aspects of it. But the more you, the more I read about it, the more I learn about the intention and intentionality and the design, and just these little things that keep coming up. I, I really do appreciate this even more. The good things to come out of this Friday game, Ezekiel Duran continuing his hitting streak and also getting his first walk of the season. The things that get me irrationally charged up while watching Rangers baseball, an Adolis Garcia walk, an Ezekiel Duran walk, uh, those things just send me through the roof because both those guys are not ones who walk a whole, whole lot. And the more often they do, the better pitches they will see. And the more better pitches they will see, the more they will hit dingers, which is ultimately the goal and just extra base hits and Better, better hits in general. So those guys walking gets me really, really jazzed up. Jonah Heim got his fourth home run of the season. He is second among catchers in home runs. He is also second among catchers in war. He is second just behind Sean Murphy of the Atlanta Braves. Jonah Heim is at 1.2 Fangraphs war. Sean Murphy is at 1.3 those Oakland A's can really develop themselves some catchers. Shea Langleyers is their catcher now. Jonah Heim is a former Oakland A. Sean Murphy is a former Oakland A. I mean, they just really know how to churn out those catchers. But Jonah Heim is having an incredible season. He's hitting 315 and on base, over 400, and slugging 593. He is at my ideal plateau for a hitter, the 345 mark hitting 300 on base over 400 and slugging over 500. He's nearly at the three, four, six mark. Honestly, that is some really, really impressive stuff from him. And it's, it's not just a bunch of bloops and, and things just kind of landing it. He is hitting the ball incredibly hard. His expected numbers match up with what his regular numbers are. The expected Woba and the Woba are right around um, the same place. 425 Woba, which is just a general overall encompassing metric for offense. His expected Woba is at 426. So literally 0.001 difference in the Woba and the expected Woba. The expected batting average is over 300. The expected slugging is over 600. So he's expected to be slugging just a little bit better than he actually is. The guy has been absolutely incredible. A 999 OPS so far this season in 64 plate appearances. He's been on a freaking tear. He has been the best Rangers hitter since since Corey Seager has gone down. He has been incredibly consistent. He is making hard contact. He is walking, and he's providing that elite defense as well. His pop time has been getting a little better to second base. Still not throwing out a whole bunch of guys. Nobody is. The new stolen base rules are working incredibly well, and there's a lot of stealing going on. In the top six percentile of framing pitches, the guy brings it defensively. We have known that. We knew how well he could hit offensively, and it's looking like the Rangers really made the right choice when they were picking between him and Jose Trevino. This guy is the everyday catcher. When Mitch Garver comes back, even when he's healthy, it is going to be Jonah Heim's job. He has earned it every bit. I'm hoping this can be sustained a little bit better than last season when he kind of fell off a cliff. After the All-Star break, he had an OPS around 700 at the All-Star break. I still think he should have been selected as an All-Star over Jose Trevino because the offensive numbers were much better. The defensive numbers were pretty comparable. But, you know, the Yankee boost will do it for you. And I'm not going to be mad about Jose Trevino being named an All-Star. That was great for him. Really happy for that dude. Um, would have been really fun to see him and Jonah on the same team. But I'm glad both these guys can go get jobs to be everyday catchers. I wish the Rangers probably could have gotten a little bit more for Jose Trevino. But, you know, it 
it happens. They will be just fine with having their all-star level catcher, Jonah Heim, absolutely continue to crush it. He needs to be an all-star this year. I, I don't know when the all-star voting starts. I think it might be um, June. Maybe it's in the middle of May. But if he's keeping up these numbers, he should be leading the American League in votes to be the starting catcher. He has been one of the best in baseball, and he is hit for power. He is hit for average. He has gotten on base. He is not striking out. He is doing everything you would want from a catcher. This guy's a freaking star, and it's time that we acknowledge it. I know it's only 16 games into the season, but he was doing this last year as well. If he can keep up this level of consistency, we saw it in the early months of last year. This guy has star potential. The Rangers saw that, and they are getting the most out of this guy. It is huge 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 for them he just started three straight games for them including a day game after a night game so that he could catch the ace of Jacob deGrom and steal some strikes for him with his great framing not that Jacob deGrom really needs it um, but still it is time to acknowledge the ascendance of Jonah Heim it is not too early it is time it is Heim time it is past Heim time that people give Jonah Heim his due. Now, John Gray had a really rough outing in this game on Friday, which is partly why the Rangers lost. They gave him a four, a four-run lead after the bottom of the first inning, and he just was not able to go out and attack hitters like we've seen him in the past. He tied a career high with five walks. The command was really, really struggling, and so was the control as well. Only two strikeouts for him in five innings. Three earned runs, four runs total, a home run surrendered as well. Just five and a third innings of work. They had to get Jonathan Hernandez in to get him out of that sixth inning. I really thought, okay, you get a four-run lead against this Oakland A's squad that is struggling, that was on, I believe, a nine-game losing streak heading into that game. Okay, this is a team that should be able to take advantage. Uh, You should be able to take advantage of. Will Smith had a rough outing as well, allowing an earned run and his first loss as a Texas Ranger in the ninth inning. Not great from the Rangers. Not able to get any offense going after they nearly knocked the starter out. They nearly knocked uh, Kyle Muller or J.P. Sears out, and he ended up having a fantastic outing. I mean, after after those four runs, and they had him at, I believe, around over the 30 pitch mark, and I mean, a couple more pitches, and, and he would have had to come out of the game. But he ends up with 11 strikeouts, just making the Rangers look silly. Um, their bullpen comes in, and Smith and uh, Jackson and Familia all work scoreless innings in relief, and the A's are able to steal a one-run loss. The dreaded words that the Rangers never wanted to hear again after last year. It's a little frustrating that the Rangers couldn't go take advantage of that, but coming back with that 18-3 to walloping on Saturday and a Jacob DeGrom on the hill on Sunday, there really wasn't a whole lot of doubt they were going to take two out of three in the series. It happens. Sometimes even the best teams lose to the worst teams in baseball. And, uh, yeah, just kind of got to gotta shove that one off. But I do want to mention Leo Tavares being on an absolute heater as of late, making incredibly hard contact, locking down that center field job, it seems like. For now, the OPS has jumped way up for him the last couple of games, and I have really, really loved what I've seen from him. He was hitting 105 um, with a slugging percentage of 158 heading into the final game at Kansas City. A three-hit game for him there, a three-hit game for him on Sunday with three RBIs, three runs scored, and one stolen base as well. 
his first of the season. He is now hitting 265, slugging 412, and just making incredibly hard contact almost every time he is touching the baseball. Same with Ezekiel Duran. I want to see more of Ezekiel Duran at shortstop while Corey Seager is out. I want to see more of Leo Tavares in center field. We have seen what this guy can do in stretches, and it's good to see him doing well because he could definitely hear the footsteps of Evan Carter, who, by the way, might be hurt. He was plunked in the arm on Friday's game. We have not seen him in three games since. That was the um, actually the, the first game, I believe, on, on Friday. There was a rain delay that uh, pushed it to... Friday, the Thursday game to Friday. Evan Carter was hit in the arm. He left that game. He has not been back in three games since. I have not seen any updates from the Rangers, from their PR, from minor league bloggers. That The only update is that Evan Carter is not playing. I don't think there's been an IL move. Maybe he's just taken some days off because he's got a pretty sore arm after getting plunked in it by a pitch. But hopefully he's okay because he is absolutely crushing it so far. Let's take a quick look at this series in Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Reds are not a very good baseball team this year. They are spunky. They are interesting. And they do have some interesting players, including some of the pitchers who the Rangers are going to see. Nick Lodolo starts in this first one. The TCU product is 25 years old, has an ERA just south of five, but he is striking out a crap ton of hitters. 12.9 per nine, walking under three per nine. Does give up a, a few more home runs than I think he would like to. 1.7 homers per nine. And you can get to him. His uh, whip is 1.708. Uh, so, a lot of base runners for him, even though he's not walking a whole lot. The Rangers should be able to hit him quite a bit, hopefully get some long balls, get him knocked out of the game, and get into that bullpen that has not been super great. One guy to keep an eye on in the bullpen uh, is Alexis Diaz, a guy with some pretty nasty stuff, 13 strikeouts in six innings of work so far this season. Maybe a guy the Rangers will look to trade for later on. They also will face off against Graham Ashcraft in, I believe, the third game of this series. He is a righty, yeah. Uh, in the Wednesday game, the afternoon game, is it's Graham Ash Ashcraft versus John Gray. Hopefully, John Gray can bounce back. Ashcraft is a really interesting guy, putting up some really good numbers this season. An ERA under two in 24 innings. Has a 96-mile-an-hour uh, cutter as his primary pitch, which is pretty interesting. Cutter, slider, four-seamer. Got some velocity, not a crap ton of swing and miss. Has struggled a little bit with the walks this season, so the Rangers will see him on Wednesday. Nick Lodeau, the TCU product, on Monday, and then Luke Weaver on Tuesday. Hopefully the Rangers can take at least two out of three on the road, continue winning every single road series they have played so far this season, if they can take two out of three in Cincinnati, then come home to face off against the Yankees. One last quick note, the Rangers are up all the way one spot in the power rankings after another winning week, after winning, uh, I believe, all but one of their games last week. Yeah, literally all but one of their games last week. They jumped up a whole spot from 12 to 11 in the power rankings. Not something that I've really ever cared about or paid a lot of attention to in the entire time of this podcast, mainly because the range has been bad. It's like, oh, who cares if they're 20th versus 22nd, the power rankings. Good to see them creeping up towards that top 10. I think they're really going to hopefully continue to jump up in those rankings people and around baseball will start to actually take notice and see okay well the rangers are winning these series it granted it is against lesser competition if they can win three out of four against the yankees i think that will really start to turn heads and make people see this team and think oh this is a different team this is a good team and this is not just a team that is taking advantage of bad teams 
This is just a straight-up good baseball team, which, by the way, if you're looking at all the teams who the Rangers have played, the best team they probably played so far is Houston, and they took two out of three in that series and might have swept the series had their starter not gotten hurt and been unable to make it through four innings. But, you know, it'll take time for the Rangers to change that perception. It has taken time for them to change the fans' perception. It's taken time for them to change my perception. I think this is a decent team. I'm still a little worried that they're not quite as good as winning two out of every three games and we'll continue that for the entire season but i'm definitely enjoying the heck out of this team being atop the al west for now and hopefully continuing to beat down on some lesser competition which they need to do in cincinnati tonight and for the next three days that's going to do it for this edition of locked on rangers thank y'all so much for making locked on rangers your first listen every day on tomorrow shall be talking about this first game of the series hopefully another strong nathan e of start who can continue to bring his era down hopefully the rangers can have all five of their starters with an era under five after a great outing potentially from nathan Ivaldi on monday that's going to do it for today's show and until next time don't forget to enjoy baseball